Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo Podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and today I am joined by Pear Schneider, Hi, Philip. Brendan Graber, hey. and wh what? Zachary Ryan. <laughs> it's me, I'm back. Oh, oh my okay, goodness. Okay. So real quick, in the time that I've been gone, um, Nintendo's hiring for a Zelda level designer. I think that means that a Link's Awakening sequel is coming uh, in the vein of Link Between Worlds. Um, the Mario Tennis uh, Aces demo rules. Very good. Super fun. I'm bad at it, but I can't wait to play more of it. Uh, N64 Classic is not, nor will it be a thing. 
think they're going to release all those games for you to buy in some sort of virtual console thing that they haven't really scuff, talked scuff, about. Scuff, scuff, scuff. Resident Evil 7 Cloud Save sounds like a terrible idea. I don't know why anybody would play that game that way. Uh, Marv, uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection and Yoku are both incredible. Two thumbs way up. I love them, and they're very good games. Uh, Sushi Striker is best played on the 3DS, not the Nintendo Switch. Correct. And uh, I'm so stoked that Fortnite has leaked. Okay, that's Whoa. it. All right, everybody. Welcome back, Zachary Ryan. <laughs> Just making up for lost time, boys. Thank you guys for joining us today on this beautiful post-E3 episode. We did it. it. So nice. We all survived. We're done. Whew, yes, yeah. I know. It was actually my first E3 with IGN. Correct. Which was an incredible experience. Yeah, oh, my yeah. first E3 ever, so... No. Really? Nah. First one. I heard it was your first D3. Yeah, there, 20th or something like that. I don't, I don't even count anymore. Oh, man. There is a... The next one. <laughs> there's a ton of stuff to go over today. We've got, uh, obviously, Nintendo's entire E3 Direct, and we're actually going to kind of be doing a pseudo-review of it, um, which should be a little fun. We'll go by uh, down everything that they announced, leading up to, of course, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, the biggest Nintendo announcement um, or reveal, I guess, of the show, as well as the Octopath Traveler prologue demo, which was just released last Friday, and the Splatoon 2 Octo expansion is out. Which so many Octopi these yeah, days. I know. There's Octos. a ton of them. Yeah. It's an Octo console. And uh, we'll be diving into a review discussion for that. We're, we're going to take a small little break right in the middle of the episode, um, and in which case you guys can check out our Mario Tennis Aces review. We'll be playing that in the interim. Um, and then after that, we're going to be talking about not only Mario Tennis Aces, but Hollow Knight, uh, Fortnite, Paladins. There's just like a lot of stuff. Nights. Yes, yep. lots of nights. Nights and nights. <laughs> okay. uh, but let's go ahead and dive right back into what happened at Nintendo's E3 2018 Direct. We were there. We were there. Yeah. Uh, we saw it. Yeah. Hi. I mean, I don't want to say high expe- expectations. We expected them to talk about 2018 titles and not go too far outside of 2018. Last year, they kind of broke their own rule by announcing Metroid or just the logo of uh, Met- Metroid Prime 4. Um, we got that logo so that we're done with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, obviously, we want to see more of that game. But, like, yeah, it was... Um, I, overall, I was excited about all the Smash Brothers reveals. Pokemon had already been revealed, so it didn't, it, it didn't kind of add any extra oomph. Played that game, enjoyed it, we can talk about that later. So I felt overall it was a pretty tepid, um, conference. Except for the Smash Brothers stuff. Once you got to Smash Brothers, it's like, okay, here we, here's such a great reminder as to why we love this game, why we love this franchise, and how this game is going to clean up. But, like, everything was very muted. There were a couple of cool surprises. I loved seeing Fire Emblem. Uh, yes. Yeah, that was cool. Damon Hatfield's new game, Damon X Machina. It was, <laughs> yeah. was a really cool surprise. <laughs> that, but, honestly, but, that Damon X uh, Machina game was probably the highlight of the whole press conference. But it appeared kind yeah. of like non-sequitur, without any, like, preamble right intro or nothing. Yeah, it was just was like a bunch of butt rock. And so that's why I didn't think it was that effectively shown off. And I, I wanted just like awesome. I wanted just a little glimpse at at some of Nintendo's other franchises, and that's that's why ultimately I didn't love the, this uh, reveal, but I enjoyed I enjoyed it. But back to Damon X Machina real quick, because I don't think, I mean, obviously none of us saw that coming. Um, it, there's actually a lot to this game. Nintendo did a pretty big uh, deep dive into it during their Treehouse segment, and I got a chance to watch it. it. I mean, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. I'll try and put a link in the video description as well. But it's basically a mech action game, yeah. um, and there's like a little hub area as well that you can customize. You can cu- create your own character and customize him. Um, there's a lot of stuff here, and obviously it's very Ooh. beautiful too, mm. so... Um, yeah, and it's uh, it gives off like heavy virtual on and armored core vibes. Uh, I might be mistaken, but I want to say that I read that there are 
ex uh, Armored Core team members working on this, and ex Machina, and yeah. ex Machina team yeah. members working on this too. Um, honestly, like I'm a sucker for big robots. This to me. As the first thing in the Nintendo demo or the Nintendo presser got me really stoked for the rest of the, the presser and then the rest of the presser happened. I, I felt like it needed more context, but like I, I loved seeing the footage. I think the style is really cool. Um, they could have turned this into more of a star, I think, by, by giving us a little bit more context yeah. around it. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a nice way to start off the, uh, the conference. I agree. Yeah. What do you guys think overall of the, the conference? Well, actually, before yeah. we give our answers, I kind of want to extend oh, a question over to the chat. What did you guys think about Nintendo's press conference? Maybe we can get a poll started for that. Uh, yeah. Dan in the back room. So, uh, yeah, uh, what did you think, Brendan? Uh, I was actually happy with some of the smaller announcements, like Fire Emblem, I've been waiting for since last year, so mm-hmm. I've Great. teased for it. Like it, I had in my mind the things I wanted them to say about it, and actually a lot of them came true. I wanted there to be bigger battles to make full use of the Switch, because we've always seen some very tiny battles. Like, it's I think like the war is fought one on one. Yeah, so <laughs> actually seeing like, seven. not going full on like Dynasty Warriors, right. or the Fire Emblem Warriors, but actually having like units, like troops back you up in battle looks really cool. Mm. And the ability that we saw back in, um, Shadows of Valentia, where you can actually explore towns and explore yeah. castles. Like, I've wanted that for so long. That was the funniest thing to me is like, uh, the reaction around the castle exploration. People are like, oh, I can walk around in the castle. Like, that's what you're excited that's, about? Like, I know. It's like I actually want like a world that can actually explore because in all the other films, it's just kind of like piece by piece. You know the world by the little, by the battlefields you fight in, but you don't really get to see kind of the world outside of that. So so apparently it, the Fire Emblem battles were always bigger. You just never saw the supporting characters. Yeah. And so now for the first time, they're showing them around you. Yeah. And I, I agree. It makes it much more epic. But my favorite part was when it zooms in like it shows you a map and it is the traditional kind of 2D map view, which is – I, I love love that. I didn't want it to go isometric mm-hmm. or anything. And then he zooms in it's seamlessly like into the zoom, battles yeah. and looks great. Yeah, I really like that. The name is a little odd. I am I wonder if we're going to get a whole deal with the uh, Fates where there was the three versions, Birthright and the Uh-oh. extra third. So it's like you get the third house, yep. gets you the whole package. Yeah. Uh, I kind of hope they don't do that anymore. I, I, I know it was a nice little like – Experiment, but I really prefer just having one Fire Emblem game. I don't need to be like Pokemon Red and Blue situation where it's like, oh, see how the other side fought their battles. I'm like, yep. no, I'd rather just be the good guys and yep. fight the bad guys. So would you be opposed to like three separate single player campaigns where you have to fight for each house, I guess, to get like the final true ending at the very end? I, I guess I have to see how that plays out. I'm not, I'm not excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, if they actually make them a lot more varied than just like, you're playing as the bad guys. Like there's like different strategies, different map uh, types, different wind conditions. Maybe I, f- I felt it was overwhelming. Like I would have appreciated it more if it had been staggered releases. Like you get like the DLC pack later in the year, yeah. Instead of the kind of like the Pokemon choose your side. Oh, but I want to play them both kind of approach. You know? Yeah. But um. I mean, like, Fire, Fire Emblem, those are meaty games. They're never very short. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I'm hoping that once you finish the main campaign that there is something down the down the road. Obviously, they always add DLC maps and all of that, but, like, a new campaign would... They could cool. also learn a lot from Fire Emblem uh, Heroes mm-hmm. on the mobile because they had a really robust online mechanic where you kind of fight, you know, other people's teams, the AI teams, so you don't really fight someone else. But if they actually had an online match system where you get to spend so much time on a turn where you're actually fighting other opponents with their own team makeup to rival your own. That'd yep. be kind of cool. Yep, yep. 
yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I could see it, see it turning into a pretty big uh, title. And I'm just happy that Nintendo stuck with the release date or the release window for this. They've been saying uh, winter or fall 2018 ever right. since it was announced or revealed. So it's really cool to see that. Um, another game that Pear and I, and I think, Brendan, did you play Pokemon Let's Go? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, so we got a chance to play it. I know, Zach, you didn't get a chance to get any hands-on Aww. time with it, right? But, um, yeah, we played it, and it was uh, pretty cool, right? We got I- a chance to mess around with the Pokeball Plus, which which is obviously you can play through the entire game with just that, and it works pretty well, I'd say, right? So I wasn't sure what to expect. It actually, first of all, when you hold the the, the Pokeball controller, it feels very weighty. It's not cheap plastic. Like it well, feels. Yeah, you got to keep a whole Pokemon in there. That's, That's right. true. Yeah. No, but it's like it's got a lot of stuff in it. First of all, it has rumble, so when you catch a Pokemon, you can feel it like rummaging around in there, yeah. and it's actually and it screams it's at good. You. It it can make you can shake it, and you'll hear like the anguished pay- screams. It's of like the one Pokemon of those inside. like creepy little. Baby Babies that you shake and they start yep. screaming at you. Then it like, has Pikachu. It has a button. It has a stick, and the stick is a button. Mm-hmm. And then it has a light, and that's a lot of stuff for this tiny little controller. Actually, it felt pretty good. What's the light for? It is um, when you catch something, you know, oh. The, oh, it like up. it blinks. Oh, okay, and it's like for it. Pokemon. And Go. then the the actual motion sensing worked really well. It yeah. was actually a fun action to do, and like it, it's a gimmick. There's no question about it. You can play the whole game without it, but like. I was pleasantly surprised by how weighty it felt and yeah. like the the concept that you can then take your Pokemon with you in this controller is actually really cool. I think obviously kid focused, but really, really cool. The buttons felt a lot better than I thought they would. Yeah. I thought they feel like really stiff and ugly, it's, but like the B button's like really well placed and like almost like invisible if you didn't know where to look for it. It's it's not and it's not plasticky yeah. feeling. It has like this it's kind of like the rougher plastic. Yeah. Like it's really nice, yeah. The one question that everybody still has about Let's Go though is how it's gonna be played in handheld mode because they've only ever showed off like catching Pokemon with motion controls and obviously um, I, I can't imagine kids like, like swinging their switches around yeah like oh no like mm-hmm. that just has nightmares written all over it so I mean that's still out in the open I'd imagine that it would work really well just like it does in Pokemon Go with just a touch screen sort of spinning the ball and and throwing it maybe they'll add something like that I, th- I, th- I think definitely it's a touch screen in handheld mode and then uh, you yeah. can do curve throws too it wasn't in this demo but we tried you, you tried it didn't work yeah. right and you can do that with the plus as well. Yes. You can do the curve throws. Uh, and then the game itself, it looks, it looks really nice and sharp when you play it. Mm-hmm. I actually did not mind the, um, the switch from the, the, the change from, uh, battling Pokemon in tall grass to actually seeing them and just being able to catch some Pokemon ghost. I, I actually do like that. I, 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 speeds it up a bit. I actually found myself running into a lot of wild Pokemon accidentally. Like yeah. that I was trying to avoid and I would just see, like I couldn't see them. They were so low into the grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was battle after battle. And I was really happy to see that you actually gain experience from catching all uh, Pokemon and it's transferred just like mm-hmm. it is in the other Pokemon uh, game series like across all Pokemon. It's kind of so. like an XP share on. Exactly, XP share. But did so. you feel like I didn't seem dumbed down to me? There may be obviously some stats that are not in this that were in the original games and we right. have to see a little bit more but like it wasn't a it wasn't a total departure from what made the games great. The gym leader battles are exactly the same. Yeah. You know, it, I think because it's going to be an older based on like the Red and Blue series, we don't mm-hmm. have like the perfect IVs, the breeding, like mm-hmm. the, all those meta stats that kind of got introduced later. Yep. So it is a perfect thing. Like if you love Pokemon Go and you want to try and get the Pokemon series before the next big Pokemon, this is the one to dive into and go like, okay, I get these mechanics. These are very simple. And then later when we get the, the really big Pokemon game, that's going to have all the meta and like the crazy um, esports part of it where it's like everyone's competitive. This yeah. version, <laughs> ooh, thank you. This version I think is a, is a nice intro. It's a nice dip in the water. Yeah. 
Zach's producer traits just coming in right there. Just, you got to talk into a microphone. Yeah, Where would I be but, without him? But no, I, I thought overall it was nicely. It was, it's a nicely made game. It does not look like a cheap cash in. Yeah. Um, it's, it looks good and just a variety of Pokemon when you, when they're following you around or sitting on your heads and all that or you're riding on, on a Gyarados or whatever. It's, it's just really. If you're really waiting well for done. a competitive Pokemon, you don't have to buy this one. You can yeah. just yeah. wait. I was going to say, I think it's like a really smart way to kind of bridge the gap between, you know, people that are clamoring for Pokemon on Switch and and, and those who are like still playing Pokemon Go, um, it's just a really interesting way to bring Pokemon to the Switch without having like a brand new iteration. Yeah. It allows them a little more leeway to take a little more time because like after that announcement at E3 last year, people were like, okay, when? When is it coming? Like yeah. we want to know when we can play this game on Switch. And this is a nice little way, like a nice little holdover, I think. So yep, totally. how do you get to play it? Um, oh. As a fair weather Pokemon fan, like I think it looks interesting, but I'll probably hold out for uh, Big League, whatever the next big iteration. For You're Pokemon not going to be able to resist. I absolutely <laughs> will. Your office is going to be playing it. Nah, I don't think so. Like Andrew is only going to talk about Andrew, Pokemon Go. Let's, let's, that's let's the only thing Andrew talks about. Yeah, he now does anyway, anyway, so it's fine. Fine. Um, yeah. Well, a game that I had a chance to go hands on with at E3 uh, was Super Mario Party, which is yeah. the new Mario Party. Yeah, you sure did. Switch. So, yeah. <laughs> speaking of, so there was this surprise, right? So it wasn't the franchise that we were all clamoring for, right? Yeah. But it's the franchise that is, I think, in need of a redemption. Honestly, yeah, like, it is. Yeah. These these games were so amazing when they first started out, and we spent all so many hours on it. Oh yeah, um, look at that. There's the uh, men that love Mario Party, <laughs> but but so th- these men do like Mario yeah. Party. What I really appreciated was that kind of siftio like concept of like putting multiple switches together. Yeah, that that's really cool. cool. Yeah. And I guess it turned out uh, that that patent that leaked a, a couple months ago was actually true because this is the technology in action right here. You can see it. Yeah. Did they demonstrate that for you? Because I only saw it in the video. Yeah, yeah. I actually got a chance to play it. So can you explain like it? This. How does that work? So yeah, I got a chance to play this um, Donkey Kong style mini game where essentially they have pieces of a banana on each side of each switch screen and you sort of have to line up the switch screens just like you see in the trailer and uh, make sure that the bananas connect connect correctly and then you draw a line across them and it sounds really simple and it is but it's actually really tricky and pretty fun um, to play in action so I didn't get a chance to really do any of this stuff where um, you see the board and you get to actually play the game how it would be in docked mode because the switch connectivity with the screens is a totally separate mode. It's uh, it's called Toad's Rec Room. Hmm. Um, yeah, so that's the way you would play more like a board game style, like an actual board game style. And I think it's a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of potential here, and I like that they're taking advantage of Switch-exclusive features like the fact that it's, you know, playable in handheld mode with the touchscreen. Um, and it's limited to two Switches. I know that the patent that leaked only, like, showed, like, four or even five Who's Switches. Who's got four Switches? I know, I know. One <laughs> yeah, thing, one thing yeah. that I'm really curious about, and they weren't able to answer this for me uh, during the interview, uh, was if it's going to support game sharing. Whether or not, like... That's yeah. a good question, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be genius if it, if it did. I, I feel like since it's a rec room, it's a rec room, it's a separate feature, they might have built that in. Yeah. You know, like it's a limited game that you send to another Switch. Which I guess would be yeah. the first Switch game to support game sharing. Yeah. But yeah. they are going to have some sort of online mode as well. Yes. Yeah. So that might interfere with game sharing. So that that's really, uh, obviously not not in this rec room though, because you no. need multiple devices. But yeah, right. the the other thing that we were dying to hear in the when they announced it, does this support online play? Right. 
And it does. It does. So yes. that's that's awesome. I mean, this is the first time we get to play Mario Party. I can't online. imagine though wanting deal. to go in for a fifty turn <laughs> bow with my friends. It's like, okay, it's been four hours. Can we just wrap it up? But it's cool. And then it does not Tournament. have it does not have stupid everybody sitting in the car. Oh, I'm so uh, happy. This is you like, are actually controlling your character separately on the board again. So so far to me, this looks really yeah, good. This is yeah. a return to form. I'm hoping only the number of mini games. I'm a little worried about. Yeah, and the only thing that like concerns me is the amount of. Uh, of like motion control showcased in that in that reveal trailer. You got the it big just arms. seems like a lot of like you know like, I, I don't know like I would rather I, do this than like no nah, I'm trying to burn a hole right through the middle of my hand anytime <laughs> I'm playing Mario Party. So we'll get you to compete against Mr. Caffeine. Yeah, that's we'll fine. Get a little one on one action going. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. Well, a couple other games that were announced during the direct, like Fortnite on Switch. No uh, one saw that. Coming. Hollow Knight and Octopath Traveler. We're going to be talking about uh, a little bit later in the second segment. But before we run out of time, let's move over to Smash Brothers. We're obviously. not going to talk oh. about like. Are we not going to talk about the press conference as a whole? I, I mean, we could, yeah, we could create yeah. over that. Like, I mean, so I, I don't know. Like, not to derail the conversation, but there, there were a couple things that that kind of struck me about this presser in particular. Um, I think it's really interesting that Nintendo has moved away from um, their traditional, like a traditional press conference at E3, right? I think that Nintendo now sees the E3 press conference as an opportunity to uh, showcase another direct. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's uh, E3 or if it's Christmas time yep. or if it's or spring, like they're going to have that opportunity to display that message regardless of how big the audience tuning in is. Right. So whereas we got a Pokemon direct prior to E3 that revealed a bunch of Pokemon stuff and we got a smash direct prior to that, this E3 or this press conference was more focused about smash, but it was also not, spectacularly huge like I think there was like a lot of news coming out of it but it also wasn't necessarily like this giant like event like it was the previous year yeah um, well it was missing as I said it didn't have that Metroid like factor right like, and I think like, that's the thing is like I think well actually like, Fire Emblem got delayed so I guess there yeah, is that yeah. it's like a really polarizing press conference right yeah. because those of us that are into Smash and those of us that are into Fire Emblem, uh, were really excited by the press conference, I feel like. But, like, myself, as somebody that's, like, you know, a Fairweather Smash fan, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, uh, yeah, okay, this is great, I but I that. don't necessarily feel like it was, like, last year we were coming hot off the heels of Zelda and we saw a bunch of Mario. And yeah. so for me, last year's press conference was, like, just absolutely insane. Um, whereas this year it was kind of like, okay, well, this is the, the flip side of that coin where this yeah. press conference is for another group of Nintendo fans. But I've heard this sort of, um, uh, you know, kind of dichotomous conversation about like, oh, well, they really blew it because they didn't show X, Y, and Z. It was like, yeah, but for those of us or for those people that are jazzed about the properties that they did show, it was probably really great. Yeah. Also, I, I didn't think they blew it, but I do I do think that the conference itself didn't flow that well. Uh, you know, yeah. flow, flow is really important. Like Ubisoft last year had an awesome conference because of the way they told the story and like the moments they had with Soliani and, uh, yeah. and, and rabbits and stuff. This one kind of felt like here's a game and then here's a thing and then here's a thing and then the rest is Smash Bros. That, it felt kind of like rushed and nothing given proper context and introduction. Too much Smash it, Brothers it, too. It, like, see, I, I mean, it's just like I'm cool with seeing. I I appreciated seeing the love and care that goes into creating Smash Brothers. Where sure. like I'm like, what are those little three dots on Rob? And like they explain all that, and they're like, Ryu always faces his opponent, and like all these well, little and, uh, things, uh, which is really cool. 
who's the the Pikmin boy? Uh, Olimar. Olimar with the cracks in his helmet and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, there's, like each there's obviously, character that have something unique. It felt like I, patch notes to me. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? think, yeah, because yeah. this is like an upgrade. Like, like, not it's not a port. It's a but greatest it is, hits. It's a greatest hits of Smash, yeah. an upgrade. So it doesn't like it's not like a from the ground up. Mm-hmm. So they kind of had to show like, hey, this isn't just okay. We just took. Uh, Wii U and just made it a little better. Like, yeah, they're kind of had they had to prove to people like, hey, this is something you should really care about. What do they say? Tens of thousands of micro improvements wasn't that yeah, like exactly. the, the thing that but, was kind of being kicked around? But I also love the rollout or like, first of all, the fake out of saying Smash Brothers is a game where you fight each other. Good night, right? Like it was that the, was really good. The yeah. fake out was really funny, and then saying like this character's in it, this character's in it, bah, 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 and just when, if you were on the E3 show floor and you looked at Nintendo's booth, they had the biggest LED screen I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it was yeah. Giant. super wide and. And they would go like, bam, 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 put up all the characters. You're like, whoa, that's a lot of characters. And then it would go, and they would all change. You're like, there's another batch. And it would change a third time. And it just really drove home the point that that's 65 characters. That's there was insane. that moment when they started trying, like, you know, Mario 1 and Duck yeah. Kong 2. And then 64. I'm like, wait, did I say 64? Yeah. We're getting 64? And then they just keep going and going, oh, we have 65 too, because, you know, here's the character that we never thought we'd get because we would troll him for so long. Yeah. Sakurai's like, no, he's too big. And then you see Kirby just, like, taking on everybody's role, you know, like, you just see, like, the depth and the nuance to all these characters and how different they are. It's like, I remember when when Ice Climbers first were added to Smash Brothers, and you're like, this plays so different. This concept is something you've never seen in a fighter before with the two tag characters. And, like, that's just one of these 65 different characters. I, I mean, I really love the focus on Smash Brothers. I agree with you. There was, there was that element missing of something for the other people. Yeah. And I know? will say, I, I like, I went back and listened to our E3 predictions episode. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say I was right. They did not show any Metroid Prime. <laughs> no Metroid Prime. But I was wrong. They didn't show Star Fox. Ubisoft showed Star so Fox. That was, that was, so <laughs> Ubisoft was my favorite press conference this year. And it had, to me, the best Nintendo reveal. Yeah. It, like when we were watching Ubi and Star Fox like rolled out on stage in, in Ubisoft press conference it was like well okay then what's going to happen on nintendo station because that seems like by the way don't look past starlink i think it looks awesome yeah i i got a chance to go hands-on with it and i played as star fox in in the titular fox fox mcleod (laughs) star fox um and it was it's really cool i mean the game obviously it has a toys to life mechanic which might uh not be as appealing to older audiences out there but if you give it a chance, the core gameplay is actually really good. It kind of reminds me of like No Man's Sky meets Destiny, like Battletech somewhere. Yeah, it's, and a little bit of Battletech too. Yeah, yeah, and and it's some feels more. It's more kind of like planetary, <laughs> like flying around on a on a planet with a spaceship, and like you circle strafe around enemies, trying to find their their weak spots. It is very Star Fox feeling so that to, way. Yeah, to me, watching that that gameplay demo felt like oh this is the Star Fox game that I've been waiting to play since 64 yeah, yeah. you know I, I I love Star Fox 64 it's like one of my top Nintendo games ever and watching that Starlink demo was like the first time that I've seen anything Star Fox related that I was like this looks awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah it's really cool it has like seamless like um, planets like from planet to space transitions you yeah oh, I didn't even know like, that I only saw like, I watched uh, you play the ground battle yeah stuff. yeah it does yeah. and you can play the entire game as Star Fox, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Like, and he's got his own story missions. Like it's an add-on cool. campaign, almost right. Yeah, like it, optional it really is a lot of Star Fox content in there. Is Slippy so. in there? 
I don't think so. What about Grippy? No, no. no. Grippy? Unfortunately not. And uh, you don't, you don't actually have to ever buy any of the, the ships if you don't want to. The Switch version comes with the R-Wing. So that's a, that's, that's a really cool. interesting, like, thing to bring up because I feel like the, the conversation around that game is, oh, it's a Toys to Life game. Toys to Life is dead. But it's like, that game is so much more of a game than it is a Toys to Life thing. Yeah. yeah. Because it, yeah, I mean, you can build out your ship and kit it and, like, modify it using the, the, toy kits mm-hmm. but that game in and of itself doesn't need those toy kits to run and it, it looks really like doesn't. a totally standalone so, thing yeah so when you customize your ship uh, it it customizes itself in the game too right yes. like you change the parts on the ship so it's yeah. different from amiibo that i said and like you can screw yourself by mounting the gun backwards and stuff like that or too, you right can, it can be a strategy oh yes so like depending on like each ship has different weapons and you can mix and match all of the parts for each ship which is really cool so if you have like chain guns on both of your wings and you have an enemy that's tailing you you can quickly pull it off flip it on and put it backwards and it'll fire backwards in the game and that's such a cool really interesting cool. mechanic yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah don't uh, sleep on this one it could turn out to be really cool yeah i'm, I'm looking forward you've to got it. some talented designers man yeah, yeah. i mean that, their their press conferences just blew me away this year uh my my last note about the nintendo press conference or or media briefing um did anybody else think it was weird that we didn't see kimishima I actually saw, saw him on the show floor, but yeah. not in the but show. But not in yeah. the show. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, I kind of thought that they, this would be his big, like... Well, they have a switch over. The, yeah. They're slowly yeah. pulling him back. Yeah. I feel like yeah. also, like, without Awada, it was a lot less goofy mm. than it has been in previous it, years. They have that same sense of humor. It was just like, let's get to the point. Like, Sakurai is his own troll. Like... I, I feel like they need to bring that back. I always really appreciated Nintendo's weird, like, comedy in a suit thing. And it was you know, always but different. I, I think it's different. It's difficult for Nintendo to take this uniquely, like, Iwata element and continue it. But, but I hope they find that voice again because it makes them look so different. Yeah, this was just sort of a bullet-pointed list of, like, yep. here's all the things that are coming, like, just, like, rapid, rapid fire. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we've been going yeah. down that route for, like, a year mm-hmm. now, I think. Yeah, it was, I, I don't know, overall... Good, not great. Yeah, yeah. I, I think th- it was fine. Like fine. Be, yeah, and, and my graver ign.com. Yeah, fine. Seven ten. Fine. But like, here's the thing: is like, how many years have we seen certain games get announced and then reannounced and then reannounced? Like, if if last <laughs> well, the year, other guys, yeah, yeah. If last year was a Metroid, you know, oh. icon, and this year was the Metroid start screen, and next year was the Metroid, like, here's two minutes of it. I'm just like, at some point, like, I don't want to know anymore until I can actually know more. Like, if they have nothing to show. I'd rather they do not tease me with more like, hey, here's a picture. See, I think, though, if you do a montage of, like, and what's to come Switch 2019, you get a glimpse of Samus, it's still cool. Sure. Right? Like, it's just a nice reminder that, oh, yeah, there are all these games out there. By the way, Yoshi is out there, too, and, think, like, disappeared. You I, know? Think fell in, off a I think I'm in Graber's camp. Like, I would much rather have a Metroid Direct in spring 2019 mm-hmm. that's like, and by the way, mm-hmm. Metroid Prime 4 coming to Nintendo Switch fall 2019. Okay. Exactly. Like, that, that to me is something that's way more enticing than kicking it down the road with, like, another gameplay demo and another that, trailer, yeah, and, you know. That's what I love about directs is like yeah. they can just do them whenever. Who exactly. all we know we could get another one just before games. And that's come, that's so. the thing that's so interesting about Nintendo right now is like they don't need E3 anymore. Like they don't they do their own E3 7 8 times a year where yeah. they, they they target specific audiences. Like not necessarily are they I, revealing 30 games in you know I, an hour but I hear you but they piggyback on the excitement of E3 and like during the show right like more than 200,000 people watched the Nintendo conference on IGN, 400,000 people watched it on Nintendo Nintendo's Twitch stream, like you add all that up, you got over a million viewers um, tuning in across all these different platforms. Um, 
That's a sizable audience. It's difficult to make that happen with your own little, not little, but your own direct events. And that's why I feel like every time you're able to get a big audience in front of the screen, you have to bring your A game. That's why I think it's smart. Like somebody who doesn't tune in to all of the Nintendo content who goes, okay, I'm going to watch this. I'm on the fence about a Switch. I think it's smart to remind that person that, hey, there's a Metroid game coming and there's a F-Zero game coming, whatever, right? There's no F-Zero yeah. game coming, Perry. It will be someday. <laughs> One day. Wave race, F-Zero, advance. I, I just had my fingers crossed for you during that presser and it just wasn't no. happening. Well, we are quickly running out of time, but I do want to get back to that poll just to give you guys some results. Um, so 59% of you said that the direct was okay, but you wish there was more. Yeah, and see, good, not great. I think yeah. that's, yeah, mostly agree- agreeable with Zach. We're with you. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, let's move on over to our Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion review discussion. Now, Ooh. Brendan, you took on this review, and thank you so much, because they gave it to us right in the middle of E3. Yeah, that was after the direct. It was like, yeah. oh, we're going to have our uh, determined, oh, by the way, DLC is out tomorrow. I'm Did like, you go, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, and like angry that joy. The, that was the theme of this review: is angry joy because this is like it's hard, is, huh? This is like the um, the master quest mode almost for yes. the DLC. That's a great way um, to put it. Yeah, it is not for someone who just plays Splatoon two every once in a while, or it's like okay, or even for like the the younger kids. This is for the people who like really are into this game, who are like you know some of the topper tier players or really get the mechanics. <laughs> topper tier. Topper tier. Uh, this is something where it's like every, you can see some of the, uh, the DNA Breath of the Wild challenges in here because every little map you go to is a different challenge station in this dark and grimy metro and the challenges are so varied from like, uh, there are like, you know, defend an item from a bunch of Octoling AI players or shoot an eight ball down a, like a rope and like make sure it doesn't fall off the sides. And then like they'll also find things like this one is like, hey, match the shapes by shooting just the right amount of crates. If you shoot the wrong one, guess what? Uh, test failed. And there are very strict parameters for these things. If you do <laughs> one thing out of line, test failed, you explode. Uh, yeah. It does a really good job of getting you ready for multiplayer if you are not ready. Like and me. if you are ready, it's better for actually I, training you and I, like yeah. evasion and like subtlety. It just goes through every single mechanic the game has and more. Um, yeah, it, and like the Zelda puzzles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I caught you right at the end of the game. I came by. I'm like, how good <laughs> is it? And you just looked really sad for a second. I'm like, oh, not good. You're like, no, it's great, but, but I, I think you were yeah. getting your ass whooped. Yeah, something. there's a little little. Uh, a little secret for people who get everything in that game, uh, and that's nothing to be trifled with. You look so angry. I'll beat it. I'll beat it one of these days. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I couldn't be happier with it. Like I, I love the challenge. Mm-hmm. I love how it's just like you know, it's really honing in. Like you need to be very precise with how you look at things. Mm-hmm. Some things are very quick, like shoot all the targets on a rail. If you miss it, too bad. Some things are like, hey, there's a bunch of enemies. Make sure you go in slowly. Which weapon are you going to use? The weapons themselves will give you sometimes like three or four, mm-hmm. or maybe like two or three. And the difficulty is actually based on which one you choose. So mm-hmm. if you're going to a fight with like, you know, your regular splat gun, maybe that's recommended. If you go with a, like a, a sniper rifle and they're all on your face, that's like a hard, harder challenge right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think that the single player in Splatoon 2 was low key 
one of the best parts about that game. Uh, it kind of got swept under the rug. We we talked about it a little bit on the show, but mm-hmm. in the grand conversation of Splatoon, nobody ever talks about the single player mode, yeah. especially considering like how good it was in, in Splatoon 2. So more of that, but a challenge based single player is really yeah. intriguing. This to is me. definitely more I'm terrible puzzly. at this game, yeah. but yeah, I yeah. mean, I'll play it. I probably won't finish it. Though. It's really fun it's, and like hard. it has a different look to it too. Yeah, and like it's very subdued, but it's yeah. still got its own little hip hop style. A lot of the characters start like you know rapping and beatboxing, which is <laughs> hilarious there's some really clever writing yeah uh, in this dlc which i really loved if you and play for the people who i'm oh, sorry i'm sorry go ahead if people who love like the splatoon lore of like why are they in this weird world like why are they fighting these octo people splatoon lore is the worst thing i've heard on this podcast <laughs> it's, it's, it gives a lot of fan service to uh <laughs> yeah to uh splatoon fans and fans of splatoon lore yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, you have to understand the deep splatoon 2 lore uh <laughs> see this technically the place in a post-apocalyptic world mm-hmm. so when yeah. you do complete it you get to finally play as an octoling and multiplayer mm-hmm. um and then you also kind of unlock some some stuff that you can wear in multiplayer as well right yeah so there's- most of it's cosmetic they're like you know the uh you can get like the octoling armor or like captain cuttlefish's hat or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like you know in the grand scheme of things it's not going to change the way you play or anything but it's nice to go like to rep like hey i beat the campaign i have all this stylish stuff that you can't get otherwise but it's not like i'd say don't get it for that alone i get it for the challenge yeah definitely very cool very good Thumbs stuff. Up. What'd but you give it? 8.8. 8.8. 8. 8. 8. 8. 8. That's great. Great point eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great point eight. So definitely pick this up if you enjoyed Splatoon 2 and if you want more of it, you can't miss it. We're having fun with it um, and you will probably too. So it looks like it's time for our quick little break as we move over to segment two. We're going to be talking about our Mario Tennis Aces review. We're going to be talking about our Hollow Knight review. Uh, Fortnite, Paladins, lots of great stuff. And while you wait, check out our Mario Tennis Aces review right now. Welcome back to part two of Nintendo Voice Chat, and we are joined by Tom Marks, Hello. Up, Tom? our PC editor. Welcome I'm back. Here. Yes, always a pleasure to have you on the show. You're sl- kind of becoming almost a regular here now. A you're, little you're, bit. I like that. Yeah. You're basically a Switch editor now. <laughs> hey, hey, wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. Now there are two. No. Um, yeah, so Mario Tennis Aces, you guys just checked out our review if you've been following along with the show, and we gave it a 7.5. It comes out Friday, which is today if you're watching on YouTube or uh, tomorrow if you're watching live on IGN.com every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you join us for the live show and hang out with me and the guys in the chat. Um, but yeah, Mario Tennis Aces uh, is great. I really like it a lot. It's good. It's good, it's not good. great. It's good, not great. Yes. Excuse me. <laughs> and that's the limitation. Like, it couldn't get to great level because what? Like, lack of variety of the single player. I right. know you weren't too hot on the length of it. Yeah, it was a little bit on the shorter side. Um, I actually didn't review it. We had um, Tristan from our AU team uh, take on the review. I can never say his last Ogle. name. Ogilvy. Ogilvy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sorry, Tristan. Uh, thank <laughs> you for doing the review, by the way. Um, yeah, he did a great job. I totally agree with all of his points. The, the campaign or the adventure mode is a little bit on the short side. <laughs> Camelot um, again? It, it is Camelot, yeah. yeah. It's not as like heavy in RPG mechanics like Mario Tennis was on the GBA, for mm-hmm. instance. But it still does have like a pretty cool leveling system mm-hmm. uh, where you do like progress. You get a little stronger. You can't choose what stats actually do level up. So your swing speed, um, you know, just randomly goes whenever you need it. You gain XP whether you lose it or win a battle, uh, yeah. which is convenient. But you gain significantly more XP if you win a battle, right? True. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, you're gonna want to obviously keep leveling up. Like I. 
I never had to grind or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But there were times that I just had to fight a boss like three or four times before I could actually yeah. beat him, and I would get stronger even when I lost. But so. the feel is good, right? Feels like the, great. The feel of the, the just hitting the ball is yeah. really well done. So totally. I've I've not played any of the adventure mode, and I played the you know test fire equivalent for for Mario Tennis Aces, and when it wasn't just horrifically lagging i was having such a good time and i loved mario tennis on the gba um for that reason philip but you were talking about like how much of an rpg it was so it's a little disappointing to hear that it's not in this one but i will say that i am just all in on this game i can't wait and i hope that it takes the office by storm in the same way that that <laughs> mario kart 8 deluxe did when it launched on switch we're we gonna, gonna get some grudge matches going yeah man barrett is really good yeah. barrett is really good at mario tennis so you know who else is good hmm. mitch Mitch uh, Saltzman, yeah. yeah. It yeah. turns out, uh, Mitch is very good at video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how Mitch. guys that play video games all day are good at video games. So. Who would have Slackers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, no, the core gameplay, like the actual core mechanic of Mario Tennis Aces feels really solid. And you can play with all of the, like, zone shots and zone speeds, all the special weird stuff turned off. So if you just want, like, a pure tennis experience, it's there. And I'd imagine that, you know. <laughs> if you want to play sim tennis with these weird deformed characters, like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly like a sim tennis, um, but I mean, it does it does do a good job of like making you feel like you're playing a pretty decent competitive match. This I uh, like just the, looking at this just really wants me to wow. get Chain Chomp into Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. Chain Chomp is at least a great as an assist trophy. Yeah, it would make uh, sense. Uh, they had a lot more fun with the cast. It feels like in this game. Yep. I, I feel like a lot of the times Nintendo's kind of first party uh, like on not entourage, you know, like ensemble games uh, can play it a little little safe sometimes and like stretch out with like oh you could be dry bones or something Mm -hmm. like that but this is just wacky like there's a ton of options here yeah Yeah. i would say if you're looking forward to the adventure mode of (laughs) portal Uh (laughs) if you're looking forward to the adventure mode it's definitely worth uh picking up even just for that but the the longevity of this game is definitely going to sit within its multiplayer and its online uh which you know nintendo is is working on it. They're they're obviously improving online connections. We didn't get a chance to test our online um, part of the review because the servers weren't up at the time. Um, but hopefully, it does work pretty solid, just like Splatoon Two does, just like yeah, Arms. Yeah, I mean does. that's yeah. the thing, right? Is like that's the reason why Nintendo has those test fires is to make yep. sure that they can stress test those servers. And if it right. runs like. I was gonna say a bad word, uh, but if it runs poorly uh, on like in these, yeah, if it runs like poo poo mm-hmm. uh, in the test fires, then Nintendo is gonna do their best to make sure that it's up and running in a way that that is at least beneficial to to players when the game launches. So I have faith that that the game will run at least mostly smoothly. And th- there was a time where it was uh, not uncommon for you know Nintendo games to not be totally up to snuff in the online area and i feel like we're well past that era like they've proven themselves with splatoon and mario kart and all these things that they can we'll see what happens when that goes away in september yeah (laughs) they have some really great ideas for online stuff too like i love the voice chat through an app Yes, forward thinking. Well, well that might be a thing of, <laughs> that might be a thing of the past very soon. Well, we'll see. Um, but uh, see you yeah. on Discord. No, like the arms party system is great. <laughs> Zach, come yeah. on. The lo- <laughs> no, the the lobby system was really cool. Like yeah. they're not they're not sitting there and just putting in the the most basic stuff. They're thinking of really cool systems around how to vote for stages yeah. and 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 pull off the lobbies. I and agree with that. The tournament mode is almost like a f- battle royale system. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you see all these people, and I'm sorry. 
sorry, in Mario Tennis Ace in yeah. the tournament mode. One hundred tennis people, players drop onto an island. Lined up, yeah. You joke. They, I would play that. Smaller, Me too. smaller until there's just one winner. So it's it's really which, cool. Which is like this this mode people want in other games. Yeah, and it's kind of funny that Nintendo's just like, yeah, of course we have it. Like they just yeah. kind of casually slip this in here. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, and it's going to get free DLC updates as well. Um, mm-hmm. They already announced the three new DLC characters: uh, Birdo and who are the other two? Do you guys know? Uh, Diddy Kong was Diddy one? Kong. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, it was like Paratroopa. Paratroopa. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Paratroopa. So yeah, it's exciting stuff. It's really cool. It's, it's out tomorrow. Um, blame or Friday. Yes. I'm like a little embarrassed how excited I am for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like a little bit. Like I, I think, yeah, I'm going to spend a lot of time. Who are you going to play at? They, uh, probably the one who looks most like you, right? Yeah. Waluigi. Waluigi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't even a thing. Yeah, no, like, I mean, no. of course okay. not. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, just <laughs> sign me up to play as that lanky deviant and, uh, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Another review uh, that's going up real soon on IGN uh, is Hollow Knight. Yeah, man. And you took care of that review for <laughs> that's us. Tom, huh? I've never heard this, you talk about this game. This is my Preach time. This is weird. My time has come at IGN. Well, full disclosure, like once in a while, Tom will only talk about one game <laughs> the entire week. It was Celeste. It was Overcooked. Yeah. And now we're at Hollow Knight. Yep. Okay, but the, to be fair, I've been taught, like, it's been like Hollow Knight this week and like maybe three months ago it was Hollow Knight for a week, and for maybe best, three months before of, that it was Hollow Knight yeah, for so a during, week. During best of 2017, because you had played this on PC, yeah, like every category was like, now, uh, what do we think we should uh, nominate for a best fighting game? Tom, like, uh, have you guys heard about Hollow Knight? I don't think it's really a fighting game, but uh, we should nominate it for a couple things here. <laughs> well, to be yeah. fair, like it was a thing. It came out in February of last year on PC, and it, I, I stand by, and I, I know you're being like. Hyper, hyperbolic, hyperbolic, yeah. but like, Whack. yeah, but I honestly believe that this game could have been nominated for best art, best sound, best music, best platformer. Like, I think best it is racing game, best <laughs> PC game. Like, it was, it was after Breath of the Wild, Hollow Knight was my game of the year last year. So why? Um, because because when you when you look at it, it does it does have the kind of like the dark look of a lot of indie games, very popular. Yeah. You know, little it's got, little Edward Gorey look to yeah. it, like. What's so the good Finding of it? Isaac thing kind of going for yeah. it? Like, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's so hard to explain because there's so much to it. And honestly, I could, like, we could do a two hour long Tom, podcast. We brought you on this Hollow podcast Knight. to explain it. So I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hollow Knight is, uh, it's very easy to compare to like a Dark Souls like game, but not in gameplay, but in like theme, right? Like it is this very dark, gloomy world, despite the fact that all the enemies and people are adorable little bugs. Um, and you, the world is just so full of lore. It's so rich in story that's not really explicitly told to you. You have to discover it on your own. You have to go looking for it. Hmm. And the story is just so, so good. And the world that they build with the music and the sound effects and all of it coming together is just so like, it's such a thick atmosphere. You could cut it with a knife. It feels like this real living place. And the way that people, like the way that sections of the map connect to each other feel like they make sense where you have like, there's a city in the game called the city of tears and it's always raining and you never know why it's raining. And you even talk to a couple people that are like, Oh yeah, I don't know why the city of tears is raining. Uh, but then later, like 10 hours later in the game, because by the way, it took me 30 hours to beat this game. It's enormous. Um, there are dozens of bosses. This is the first boss I'm fighting on screen right now. This is the first of literally dozens of bosses. 
Um, it's just a big baby in there. Yeah. But 10 hours after you find the City of Tears, or maybe shorter because there's tons of branching paths in this game, you might not find it immediately or you might find it in 20 hours, right? There's this giant lake right above the city. And if you go up to the lake, it doesn't tell you like, oh, the lake is making it drip on the city and that's why it's raining. Like yeah. there's nothing like that. They're, they're two mm. completely separate places that within this world make sense now, and have like a connection. So to me, I was texting, uh, our friend Brian Altano about this game because I yeah. started playing it uh, a couple nights ago. And, and I know um, both of you were cool on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not like cool, but like <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, and Brian described it as a, uh, a, a deviant art metroidvania which that's kind of my vibe too like i've probably only put two hours into it and i'm not particularly feeling it like i'm not super sold on it but i will say that your uh gusto in 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 <laughs> talking about this game and the amount that you love it and the uh, the idea that i respect your opinions and like the games that you like m- makes me want to like press on and, and uh, kind of figure out why people that that love hollow Knight and a lot of people love hollow Knight. yeah why they love it and, and why it hasn't grabbed me yet. And this so. is something that I talk about in my review because it's something I I actually remembered because I've been in love with this game for over a year now that like it, 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 it I had to remember that the first time I played it I, I didn't like it. Yeah. The first time I played it I played it for maybe an hour or two and on PC when it first launched it had some hitching problems so it actually mm. had a few performance issues that are not here at all anymore um, and I kind of bounced off of it and I was like yeah this is fine it's cute and the art the music's good and then i just stopped playing and it was like four or five months later that i came back and i started to play it again and once i got over this hump right now this is an area called green path which is the second main area of the game once you get to green path and kind of get through green path which takes depending on how good you are between two and five hours of gameplay Mm. once you get through that the map opens up to the point where you have at any given time, four different paths you could go down, and they all have bosses and power-ups to get and secrets mm-hmm. to find and story to learn and characters to meet and, like, all this stuff. And at that point, I got, like, just unfixably hooked to this game, yeah, right? Like, yeah. they, it just became this thing where, like, all I wanted to do was play it and all I wanted to do was find every single corner of the map that has, like, all these secrets. All and, of these, and, yeah. Yeah, and... The, the amount of secrets and the amount of content in this game, like Philip, you, you, I was talking to you about this and you were like, yeah, I think I'm going to try to beat it this week. And I was like, that might be ambitious. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> it's a long game. There's, yeah. there's, were multiple moments when I was playing this yeah. game where I was just like, oh, there's a whole nother area of the map that I yeah. have not discovered. Is this your capture? Or is yeah, that's Tom. This yeah. is me playing. Okay, yeah. so let me ask you a question. Um, yeah. Why aren't you picking up those tokens that enemies are dropping? It's driving <laughs> me nuts. <laughs> that's the currency. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was playing for capture, so I didn't really care about money at the time yeah, but yeah right. it is egregious I know so I've only played it for about two hours as well I, I like the gameplay mechanics I think the combat feels really good and the jumping feels really good I, I will say the platforming feels yeah. super tight what, what yeah. I really like though is that weird like the voice acting stuff is yeah, so strange it's like, yeah. there's like yeah. weird crying characters mm-hmm. in the levels that you pass by and like the gibberish stuff it's it's really charming yeah I really dig it so I'll, I'll definitely keep on playing I Hmm? You want to race so you can beat it faster? <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is the thing. Okay. There's three different endings of the game. The first ending you can beat in probably a dozen hours, maybe a little more. That's the one I'll be going for. But to get, like, the true ending of the game, and by the way, the final, final, real, true boss of this game was the hardest boss fight I've ever done in my entire life in any video game. Whoa. Um, it To get that ending, you have to 
basically do everything that the base game has to offer. And the Switch version comes with three content packs that they added for free after the game came out. And there's another one they're already advertising called Gods and Glory that's going to add another four bosses and a whole other new section of the game. Like, they're constantly updating this. One of the Kickstarter goals was actually... Yeah, it was a Kickstarter. <laughs> that's, that's why I was like, why is there so much like yeah, post release yeah. support? It's because yeah, they promised game. a lot yeah. of stuff. So mm-hmm. one of the things they promised is a new playable character that's going to come sometime in the next year or two. We this, don't know when. This right. is a whole conversation that we could have, you know, on another podcast. But like the the idea of of DLC and expansions as Kickstarter goals, like how toxic it is to a a developer community. Yeah, because it's like. Where where's yacht clubs yacht clubs next game? Well, they haven't had time to start it because they've <laughs> just been developing add on content right, or yeah, shovel yeah. night for two plus years, three years, you know. So I, like, it's interesting to me that that there is all this additional content for this game that people really love, but like, I don't know at what cost. And I'm off the rails here, but no, just I, something I to throw like, out. Like, yeah. But everything they've added so far is really good, so it's sure. hard for me to complain. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, wouldn't you love to see their take on something else, right? Like potentially at, at a point yeah. like when is enough expansion enough for yeah. for Hollow Knight or for Shovel Knight? Any night game, really. Especially because this is like a two or three person studio. Like they have freelancers like most indie oh, studios wow. do, but yeah. it's a very, very small Australian studio. Uh, I can't say enough good things about this game. It's definitely one that pe- you might bounce off of, but like I push through it is my advice. Nice. And that's Hollow Knight. It's out now and it's $15 on the eShop, yeah. right? Yeah. Nothing. Uh, steal. Last note about Hollow Knight. Uh-huh. So I was watching the Nintendo press conference in, uh, the war room with everyone and Hollow Knight was one of the games like Nintendo did this for a few games uh, during their presser where they were like and the game is out today and Tom literally stood up and goes yes <laughs> <laughs> alright cool. uh, I've just been talking about it so long it's so nice to finally be like hey all the, that game I've been telling you about for last year you could play, play it on the flight home yeah. from E3 yeah exactly uh, one game that we definitely want to talk about we didn't get a chance to in the first segment is Overcooked 2 yeah yes now Paranoid I actually got a chance to play this as well during E3. Yeah, and I hate you now. Yes, I know. Uh, so I if you, you haven't played Overcooked <laughs> One, it's a it's a cooking game where four four players can work together to prepare these dishes, basically being line cooks and chopping stuff, putting stuff on plates to order. And it all sounds so wonderful until you start playing and you realize you have to organize your thoughts and you have to organize, you have to talk to your friends and you have to <laughs> yell out stuff and say, no, no, put the corn over there. They added a ton of stuff to this one, including the ability to throw all the ingredients. Mm-hmm. So there, there'll be stages that break apart where you separate it from the others and you've got the rice and they've got the tomatoes and you got to throw stuff across. Uh, we play at one level that was set in a hot air balloon. Yeah, yeah. You start out <laughs> flying in a hot air balloon, and you're you're cooking obviously with yeah, it's you know a however flying you're kitchen. Cooking. Yeah, yeah. Totally predict or totally believable. And then uh, you get to a point where the whole thing I think catches fire. It catches fire, so and it, stuff starts to burn. Yeah, and it crashes down, and you all of a sudden within the same match are playing in a totally different area. It smashes into somebody's kitchen. Yeah, and exactly. the pieces of the hot air balloon are still there, and it's burning the kitchen. But it's like you're you're actually cooking while the balloon is falling out of the sky and it creates this rush um, to the game we did stuff you had to make sushi where you have to you have to cook rice put rice on a plate get nori uh, cut fish or cucumbers and make these sushis to order and it was just 
really fun. Yes. We yeah. played it with, uh, it was you, me, and Lily, and, uh, we, I think, yeah. Bren, Brendan was there yeah, too. Yeah, Brendan was there yeah. and had a really, really good time. The Switch version, it doesn't run as smoothly as the other versions again. Like the other versions run 60, this one runs at 30, but it seems to not have that lag or like that choppiness that the uh, first game had when it initially launched. It got patched later. Right. Um, really fun game and just so many, so many clever little takes on like the stuff they do with kitchens, it's just insane. Like all hell breaks loose, literally in this game. Yeah. And it's gonna, it's gonna have online this one, right? Yes. Which yeah. is huge for me because that was one of my biggest kind of problems with the first one was that it didn't have any way. Like if you didn't have people sitting next to you, and I, I think that game is way, way, way better with people sitting next to you. But if you didn't have that, the single player just like wasn't that fun. It just, it definitely needs voice chat if it's going to be online. Right. So that, that's my yeah. thing is like, how do you have this game specifically as an online game without voice chat? I mean, is there an emote system? Ooh. Yeah. Like, it, like, it feels, how do you relay the, the idea that like, hey, this is ready. I need you to come over here with those buns. I, you, well, you joked about it, but I feel like Discord is, Discord's going to be the you, answer, right? You like have, I, I, yeah. You have to chat, but if you're playing with strangers, I think you will start to curse after a while and then, you know, the mm-hmm. police. Can you give us like an example of some of the words you might say? No, oh, no, okay. in German. <laughs> when you press the, Sorry. there's a curse word button in, that's in, right. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. You just go like, swear. But you can also see what others are doing, right? At the top, at the top, you see they want a hamburger and then, you know, if somebody puts Buns on a plate. I'm like, all right, let me try and go get the yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, Zach. Thank you, <laughs> well, Luigi. Uh, definitely uh, one to look out for. Yeah, yeah. Digging. Um, so let's go ahead and come back to uh, some of the game or a game that Tom and I actually got a chance to play yesterday. Uh, Arena of Valor on Switch. Which, oh, this is the MOBA. Yeah, yeah, this is the MOBA. Yeah, this is so the MOBA. Ten cent. This is the one that has like all. Yeah, I was gonna say this is the ten cent MOBA that has like a bunch of DC characters in it. Yeah, in general, yeah it's got, right? like, like a yeah, Superman, and, Batman, Joker, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. Yes. Those are all yeah, DC characters. Yeah, very good stuff. So Tencent stopped by the office yesterday, and they actually brought a build with the game running on Switch for mm-hmm. Tom and I to check out. Um, and obviously there's a beta uh, going up next week. It's on June 28th, but signups are today, so you can sign up. I'll leave a link in the description for you guys to check out. Make sure you sign up because it's a closed beta, and that's the only way you're going to be able to get in. And this beta is currently only for the Americas and uh, Europe. So nice. keep an eye out on that. But what did you think, Tom? Like, I mean, you played the mobile version. I have, yeah. And you, then we both played the Switch version. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the differences? What are the improvements that you've noticed? Uh, it's way prettier. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, it's this very interesting thing where I I was kind of expecting them, and not saying Arena Valor on mobile is not attractive. It's a nice-looking game, but it is very much like a mobile-looking game. Um, and I was sort of just expecting them to port it over to Switch mm-hmm. one-to-one, and they're not doing that. They're mm-hmm. doing things like basically remodeling characters almost entirely That's so great. that they look really lush and really detailed and really, really cool. And we're going to have more on that uh, on Monday or something next week sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just really like it is it is visually impressive what they've done. They're not just saying here's the phone version on Switch. They're they're really making it work. So the game is similar to like League of Legends or yeah, Dota, it, right? Very, very similar to a significantly faster League of Legends. So like 10 to 15 minute matches. And, and this particular game is one of the biggest games in Asia. It right? is it is Huge the largest hit. it is the largest mobile game in the world. Huh. And Tencent used to say the largest game in the world, but apparently Candy Crush owns that title. Uh, so it is the largest mobile game in the world. It has it has over 200 million active users a day. <laughs> yeah. That's 
insane. The the <laughs> you remember when so Pokemon crazy. Go was like huge? No. Yeah. You, the peak player count for Pokemon Go is half what wow. Arena of Valor gets every day. That's insane. Jeez. Yeah, that's it's, so crazy. It's enormous. So and this will be free to play on the Switch yeah. as well. Yeah. Free free to play. So that joins Fortnite and, and you know a couple other games that are now free to play on the Paladins. Switch. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's exciting stuff. So definitely make sure you check out the beta. It's starting on the twenty eighth. Um, but yeah, we ran out of question block this week. I'm sorry, guys. It's a really tight episode. Uh, we also didn't get a chance to talk about Fortnite and Paladins, but we will next and week. Xenoblade and Xenoblade too. Yeah, yeah there's we'll see. there's some stuff, some holes, uh, uh, but we'll fill them in next week. What's up? I will say Fortnite on Switch is really great. Yes, yeah. it's, it's really, really not really good. not just a mobile port. Yeah, they, it, it's it good. does look nicer and uh, yeah. But yeah, there there's been so much happening. I mean, Captain Toad. The uh, the demo's out. Yeah, Octopath Traveler. The demo is out, and not just a limited one. Every character so, playable. Really yep. interesting thing about Octopath. Yeah. I know we got to wrap. I'm sorry, no but worries. Uh, Octopath is a you know dozens of hours long game, and your progress in the demo will transfer over, which was Ooh. such a huge incentive yeah. for me to jump in yep. on this early because my whole thought process was like, I'll just wait till the game is out. Then I heard that, and I was like, Well. I might as well start now. I'm trying to get my bard on. That's awesome. <laughs> See, I'm still playing Yoku's Island Express yes. on your recommendation, which is, seriously, if you haven't bought it yet, get it. It's is, so good. It's really good. Question yeah. for the panel. Is Yoku's Island Express the SteamWorld Dig 2 of 2018? I think so. I think so, so far. too. It's yeah. so Hollow Knight too. is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it. Right. Oh, Hold man. It. All right. Well, that's our show this week. Uh, we're a weekly show on IGN.com, and you can watch us live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you miss that, you can catch us on YouTube every Friday around 2.30 p.m. That's when we download or upload around that time. Um, <laughs> and we're also available on all of your favorite podcasts listening services we're on itunes we're on uh spotify we should be on google play and if we're not i'm gonna put us on there okay good (laughs) um but yeah thank you very much for joining me and we'll see you guys next week get the thing hey there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.